Welcome to another episode of After, After Church, Church Hours. Hours with your hosts, Melanie and me, Marari. Woo, woo, woo. We are back. We are back. And we mean business. The heavenly business, of course. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. We are so excited. Um, it's been an entire year, so our apologies and our many thank yous to everyone who has been patiently waiting for yes. another episode. Patiently uh, waiting and like checking up on us. Honestly, like, it means so much. Yeah, it's it's so great. encouraging. Um, we're just excited to whatever God has for us this year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Mel, how you been? Yeah, let's just like recap, right? Yes. So from last year to this year. Um so still serving on my church which i think is like something that we take for granted that we get to still congregate in the same church because unfortunately as christians sometimes we feel like there's so many churches to choose from that we kind of hop around churches so i like oh i like to not the hopping (laughs) i like to first say thanks that you know to god that he's allowed me to continue to serve and be faithful in the place where he's uh where he set me Amen. and so still at the same church i'm continuing to serve in whatever capacity i'm given the privilege to serve Amen. in um lately it's been looking like a lot of teaching a lot of just like working with the youth um and i'm so thankful because i feel like even with just the last year i've grown and i've been able to like um, better my craft at teaching. Mm. I can do it bilingual now. Wow. <laughs> I know it's back to you. But I'm just like, so excited. I'm so like, excited you are. It's just so okay. excited because I get to enjoy a the word. Love. <laughs> I get to enjoy the word in uh, two languages. Um, I work with different no, age that's, groups. That's awesome. I mean it's just it's been it's been beautiful. Like I it's beautiful because whatever it is that I'm teaching, whatever age group it is that I'm teaching like the Lord really ministers my heart mm-hmm. for that specific group. Amen. And it's just, ah, oh, it's yeah. amazing. So aside from teaching, I'm just thankful for um, this stage in life where I have the strength and the means um, to be able to serve. And I, Mariah, my schedules look crazy, but I love it because I know that's like work for the Lord. And yep. so I just want to take advantage of that stage of Amen. life. And one of those things is get to do is to get to do a podcast with you. Amen, sister. Right? Yeah. Okay. Now your turn. How has the oh, last no, year been? Oh no, no, my turn. <laughs> Just kidding. I've, I mean, like you said, uh, it's an extreme privilege to get to serve in our church in whatever mm-hmm. capacity the capacity that is. Like, I think the pa- one pastor said, I don't have to go to church. I don't have to worship. I get to go to church. Mm-hmm. I get to worship. And just going in with that mentality is just always like, yes, God, like you give me the breath of life. Mm -hmm. You give me the privilege. I'm still currently a worship leader at my local church. And um, it's just been awesome. The things that he has been doing in our church and um, just growing in God's word, Mm -hmm. growing in um, this path, you know, and I recently had surgery about a year ago for some health issues I was dealing with. And thankfully, everything went smoothly and um, God provided the means for it and yeah i've come out stronger That's and good. uh yeah just yeah it was just like it felt like awesome a, stuff it felt like a um like a group victory yes after surgery. yeah it yeah. did it did yeah it's still learning every day you know that um all i can do is rely and trust on god and mm-hmm. he's the one that provides the strength you know yeah um but just can i just say 
<laughs> we are not shy in confessing that we've been gone for a year. No shame. And it feels very liberating to get that off our chest, <laughs> which is uh, a topic that we're going to go into today mm-hmm. about confession. Yeah. And um, our title for today's uh, episode. episode is Blessed Are the Forgiven. And Blessed are the Forgiven. Yes. And as Christians, we know how blessed we are mm-hmm. oh well it's not like we know up to the entirety of it it's like every day we're reminded how blessed we are that we are forgiven that the, that jesus you know died for our sins but um one thing that we've been talking about which is a topic we want to get into today is that there are uh there are two negative responses that mm-hmm. christians christians tend to fall under one of them being extreme shame and guilt, mm-hmm. and the other one being the opposite, which is no shame, no guilt, lack of accountability. Yeah. So, with that being said, Mel, would you like to go into shame and guilt? Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Just before I start, I think right now when you were saying blessed are the forgiven, like kind of like explaining um, what that means, I'm just realizing like blessed are the forgiven. Because sometimes we don't necessarily understand how forgiveness work, mm. you know, how, okay. or how forgiveness works. Sorry. Yeah. And so, but when we can understand and respond to forgiveness the correct way, then we are blessed. Mm. And it just okay. kind of just dawned okay. on me. I see. Yeah. So like one way that we don't realize that we are forgiven is when we fall into um, shame and guilt mm. for sinning. So instead of realizing that we are forgiven, our response to, oh, I failed is let me hide and let me, um, let me isolate myself in this feeling of shame Mm -hmm. or, you know, like let me hide in guilt because I don't want to feel the full forgiveness that I have in Jesus Christ. Wow. It's crazy. So, okay. So one of the extremes that we were talking about is, uh, as a Christian and specifically a Christian because you know in Christ we are aware of our transgressions mm-hmm. and we're aware of where we have fallen short yeah and so this conversation is specifically for um for believers who are sinning who are practicing sin um or who have fallen into sin yeah. and um their response is I don't know how to feel forgiven and so um one of our first responses, and I think it's our first response because it's the most comfortable, yes. it's the most comforting response is uh, to feel shame. Yeah. And so I was giving you the example of possibly um, a Christian who, let's just say, as an example, struggling with pornography. Um, it's that sin of, oh, I failed the first time, man, and you feel you feel so lame. But then you fail the second time and then the third time and then the fourth time. And at that point, you you feel embarrassed. Yeah. And then your response is to feel shame. Um, Which, can we just say that um, that is one of the correct responses to uh, respond to sin is that we should feel shame and we should feel guilt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, um, yeah, we, we failed God. We yeah. didn't acknowledge his holiness. We didn't acknowledge his mm-hmm. love. Um, yeah, we just did what we thought was right. And mm-hmm. so shame and guilt is good to feel good after you have sinned. Right. But the negative aspect of it is when you remain in it. Yeah. And you're 
you don't mm -hmm. allow yourself to give that over to God. Yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, because you do want to feel, you do want to feel convicted by the Holy Spirit, right? Of course. Um, but then the dangers of remaining in shame or the feeling of guilt for having failed God mm -hmm. is, um, is we isolate ourselves and. Um, it's this response of like, I don't want anyone to know. I don't want to confess. And then because you haven't confessed and because you haven't felt freed in that area, um, the sin just overabounds. Mm -hmm. And so I always go back to the example of like, um, we can't fight sin um, in the dark. Of course. Because who's the ruler of the darkness? Yeah, Satan. Satan, right? And so we're fighting in the dark. We're fighting it on our own without any, you know, uh, counsel from, you know, someone who's more spiritual, mature than mm -hmm. us, any leaders. We're we're keeping to ourselves. We're fighting. We're, we're somehow convincing ourselves, like, you know, um, I'm going to be able to overcome this on my own. Nobody has to know about my sin. Um, I don't have to confess. I don't have to, you know... Um, uh, I don't have to share. I don't have to, you know, seek for counsel. I'm going to figure it out on my own. Yeah. That's you um, in the dark wanting to fight it. And because the enemy is the prince of the darkness, he's going to beat us every time. Yeah. He's always going to beat us because that's yeah. his realm. But if I take my sin and I, and, I, and I for a second just put aside my shame and the guilt that I feel for having failed God yet again... And I bring it into the light, then that is is where the Prince of Peace, where the Prince of Light, Jesus Christ, okay, yes, right, where he where he has to win because yes. he's victorious over the enemy, Amen. and the enemy can't fight us in the light because where there's light, there's freedom, right? Exactly. And so, um, oh wait, I wanted to add something because mm -hmm. you said uh, you can't fight sin in the darkness, right? Yeah. Um. In Psalm 139, it talks about uh, David, where he says, "Even if I, even if I hide in the dark, the darkness. Uh, what is it? Where it's basically saying, like, even if I'm in the dark, mm -hmm. like you will find me there, because yeah. darkness is as light to you. Like God sees everything, right? Yeah, and yeah. Sometimes in our shame and our guilt, we feel like God can't meet us there because mm -hmm. sin is so disgusting, and you know God is separate from yeah. sin. But that is." exactly where he wants us to call out to him mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and oftentimes when you feel under extreme shame and guilt you feel like you're unworthy of even being forgiven yeah yeah it's but. so it and it's so dangerous because um well like i think for both of us but when the idea of this uh episode the topic of this episode came uh when we were talking about mm -hmm. it like it was during a time literally when i had um a friend in the faith like fall away and then and then I, um, and then I had this friend like uh, reconcile themselves again, but then you can still see like that struggle of like, um, like having to confess to people and having people be aware of their yeah. shortcoming. All of that really burdens us. You're right. You're but right. like I, I love how you said last time, like it's not for us to carry. Like it's, it's not. like it's not a burden for us to carry. But I don't know who told us, but someone told us a lie of the enemy that we have to carry that burden and that and that and that feeling shame and guilt like is what we deserve somehow but i just think that we're missing a really big piece of the puzzle where it's like 
you know, when Jesus says that we're free in him, like we're free from all that shame and guilt and we're free from all condemnation. But I just think it's our lack of awareness of what the word of God says that we begin to like believe the lies of the enemy and we somehow believe that we deserve to feel shame and guilt. And and so first I think it's right. It's like the embarrassment of like, oh, I failed again. Mm -hmm. How am I going to confess that? And then, and you know, and how am I going to, how am I going to confess that a second time? And then it's the, and then it's the thought of, well, I deserve this. Maybe me isolating myself and feeling unworthy is what I deserve for having failed God. Um, and all those things are dangerous. Like the Lord doesn't ask us to carry any of those things. Jesus carries them freely. Um, and then a mm -hmm. a good, uh, question to ask is like, why is it dangerous? Because it stunts our growth. It we're stunts not, our growth. We're not able to pray with that with mm -hmm. that freedom. We're not able to serve in the church. Yeah. We're not able to even be a counsel to someone else when no. we're in this state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, just it it takes a toll on our on our walk. You know, yeah. and like we were talking about Psalm 32, and it's this like um it's uh this prayer of like when I kept silent, my bones wasted away. Mm. And it's like, and I don't know about you, but when uh, when we're struggling with sin, even like our face just shows it. Right. Like it just, there's this, there's this like gloom about us and there's this like lack of motivation. And I just think again, it's like this burden that we're not meant to carry. Yeah. Um, and the, that same verse continues to say for day and night, um, your hand was heavy upon me. And, 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 um, and a different Psalm, David says like, um, like my sin is ever before me. Mm. And, um, that can be a good thing. Like it can be a good thing to be humbled before the Lord. Like my sins ever before me, mm -hmm. or if we, you know, keep it before us and we don't ever give that up to God, our sin ever being before us is just like the enemy reminding us of our sinful nature yeah but if we're truly born again we have to be reminded that we're made new creatures in christ amen you know amen. and so um you know david's a really good example for this shame and guilt because yes. of you know this because of his sin yeah and adulterer uh, and yeah. murder oh my god and oh my gosh yeah, yeah. it's a yeah two big sins huh? two very very large sins um, so before you take it on over to um, the other extreme, okay. I would just like to read uh, what our response should be um, when we feel shame and guilt for having failed the Lord again. Okay. Um, and so this is a prayer, uh, or I mean, sorry, a verse in Micah, mm -hmm. Micah 7, verse 8 and 9. It says, uh, so this is like, imagine you're praying and you're praying over the sin that just continues to... Um, to overcome you it says rejoice not over me oh my enemy and so i think sometimes we need to speak to our sin that way like whatever it is that conquers our heart and our attention we should say like do not rejoice over me when i fall because i shall rise when i sit in darkness the lord will be a light to me and so pause like when i'm sitting in the darkness of shame or guilt for having failed god like let the lord be a light like let like let mm -hmm. his truth be a light that like opens a window into our thoughts of unworthiness um let the lord be like a door that's opening to the way to truth in life Amen. and then it says verse nine i will bear the the indignation of the lord 
so like yes i felt the i have felt the lord now let me bear the consequences of this sin and then it says because i've sinned against him until he pleads my cause and that's where we find freedom like i'm gonna i'm gonna bear the consequences i'm gonna for that moment i'm gonna feel the shame and guilt that i that i deserve to have to feel for have failing god yeah but until because he will plead my cause and execute judgment for me he will bring me out to the light i shall look upon his vindication and so i love the way that that verse ends like i shall look upon like i'm hoping that the lord's gonna um that the lord's gonna vindicate me like i'm waiting on that day but again like we need to be able to hope in the light and we need to be able to believe that the light is powerful enough to carry our entire burden for having filled god Oof, that was good huh that was good that was fun good that was good i just i like i genuinely mariah i genuinely like when i talk about this i genuinely think about all the like people our age uh possibly younger but lately like the people that i've been talking to that are just like struggling with reoccurring sin yeah like mariah i just think we have so much freedom in christ if we only knew and believed that he is the light into our thoughts of shame and guilt yes and no sin is too great or too no little to my goodness bring it to god have we not read ephesians where it says that like his love is so wide and his love is so long his love is so high yes. his love is so deep like i i honestly someone should make that it's like this really awesome poem that just <laughs> says like like there's no lie like too like wide for his truth or there's yeah. no um there's no fornication too like high for his love or there's i just think that we should like yeah. <sighs> god is just so good i just god think so that good. we don't i don't know I mean, yeah. yeah. And I think it's always a good reminder to us ourselves because we're not speaking this subject until, you know, we first speak it into our own lives. Mm-hmm. Like, God, when I do feel this shame and guilt, I will be reminded that you carried them on the cross for me and I can come to you. And yeah, uh, whatever the sin may be, I can confess it to you and yes. be free to yeah. worship. So when the enemy comes, it's like, no, I know the truth. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Okay. So... The way that I'm thinking about this is these two verses is kind of like a prayer. He's okay. saying, like, this enemy, this re- reoccurring sin in my life, I, you know, don't rejoice over me. Don't be glad that I have sinned against the Lord again. And then he says this one phrase. He says that I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him. So it's that moment of, like, I deserve this consequence. And, like, yes. I know that the Lord isn't glad with my behavior right now. Yeah. And so I think that would be a good segue into what you want to talk about. Um, because it's that moment of accountability. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we lack it, right? Yep. Yeah. We sure do. Um, well, you said, you know, I must bear the anger of the Lord. And mm-hmm. I guess someone with lack of accountability wouldn't know why you would bear the anger of the Lord. <laughs> but it is because God has been so gracious to us that he has, you know, uh, he gave his only son mm-hmm. to pay the price, the ultimate price um, on the cross, you know, f- for our sins uh, that we should have paid for. Yeah. And when you have that lack of accountability, you don't acknowledge that God uh, did that for you. Mm-hmm. And you despise his goodness. You despise the the throne of grace that is right before you. And mm-hmm. you can 
go and and you know confidently come before it mm-hmm. exactly so like you were mentioning in psalm 51 with um with david where it says uh 51 3 for i know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me against you you only have i sinned yeah it's that responsibility so, yeah it's that responsibility of acknowledging who we have committed mm-hmm. this sin to right and um lack of accountability when i think about that i think about um this story in judges mm-hmm. judges 19 just okay. brief brief That's story time you know yeah. <laughs> brief story time so in psalms I, well psalms what am i saying judges for all of you guys who have read i'm always in psalms <laughs> little insider guys but every time i always say i always quote psalms it doesn't matter what what book i'm in i always say psalms and i'm like oh shoot it's not it. but anyways um, <laughs> oh my gosh um yeah go if any of you guys have had you know uh been able to read the book of judges you know that it was during a time when um the israelites were just didn't acknowledge god as their king and mm. it says that everyone did what was right in their own eyes oh no that's a bad start already yeah right <laughs> so um towards the end of judges uh like i said brief story time it talks about a levite who had a concubine and this concubine cheated on him she mm. runs to her father's house and um the levite chooses to forgive her he goes to the father's house mm. or her her father's house his father-in-law, his father-in-law mm. and um he's like i'm here to you know take her back and go on my way and he's like oh just just stay and have a meal you go in the morning and um the father-in-law keeps doing this oh, wow. and the levite's like look i gotta go on my way like you might concubine <laughs> he takes her and he takes his donkey and his servant mm-hmm. and all his goods right and he he makes his way and there's two cities one of them was like that he was choosing to um reside in for the for the time being and um one of them was a a pagan city and one of them was you know uh uh israelite city okay and um i think his servant tells him like hey you know what i think we should stay in the israelite city Mm -hmm. because um right it's like a god's people let's stay with them so they go there and none of the it says it was the tribe of benjamin the Mm -hmm. city and none of them opened the door for the for the levite and Uh his concubine and his servant and i mean this goes against leviticus when god said you know don't yeah to take in the sojourner Mm -hmm. right so they stay in the open of the city basically on the street and then a sojourner comes um who is not from from that town and he he was passing by and he sees them and he's like what are you guys doing here and they're like no one will let us in um so he's like you know what just come with me um how embarrassing i know right so um fast forward they stay in there and it says the men of the city Mm -hmm. take in mind as i mentioned before this is an israelite city this is god's city right and um people who are knowledgeable exactly yeah and it says that the men pounded on the door and they said, bring out the men so that we may know them. Mm-hmm. And we know what the word know uh, yeah. is like, you know, let us have. You were saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let us have relationships, mm-hmm. sexual relationship with them. And um, the the man that took in the Levite and the concubine says, look, take take my I have my virgin daughter. Take her. Take his concubine. And eventually they decide they throw out the concubine and they abuse her all night until the morning mm. 
and when the Levi comes out she's she's dead and he like cuts up her body and throughout all of you know all the Israelite cities and they all like come out and they're like in shock and disbelief like how did this evil occur and this is because it says everyone did what was right in their own eyes and this is what happens with lack of accountability that you do what is right in your own eyes which if we're speaking in like plain terms it's you're your own god you're not acknowledging god as your king you're not acknowledging god as your savior and um it got so bad you know like no one would even confess when they said bring out the men who did this no one would come up like none of them were being lack of accountability right there right and the thing with lack of accountability is when you're you know you're not acknowledging god as your king and you're not following you're not being obedient to his word and what he has instructed Mm -hmm. you're doing whatever you think is right um the light and the darkness is the same to you 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 can't even distinguish distinguish between the two two, right Mm -hmm. and yeah this story is just like it shows the depravity of 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 human humankind is that the right word yeah of mankind sinful nature yes yeah which yeah yeah well eventually the israelites were able to you know uh make them be held accountable Mm -hmm. and in the beginning uh they had to go to war three times because two of the times Mm -hmm. they the tribe of benjamin that went to war up against you know the the guilty party Mm -hmm. went up to war against them and they won the first two rounds yeah so uh, what i like to say in this is that sometimes we lack accountability because in our lives we are blessed right mm. and we think you know we don't see any say consequence the people in the back, <laughs> the people in the back. no yeah honestly, so we think honestly. like god's on our side or yeah. like oh i'm i'm good like i don't need to confess which i think in it, it does go to christians mainly too right but even non-believers that's why they don't they mm. don't feel like they need a god so over their lives right they're so and, yeah. prosperous mm. and um so sorry i like lost myself a little bit there but um yeah you see this lack of accountability and eventually on the third round um they were able to be defeated and they almost got wiped out Mm -hmm. so what led to lack of accountability and their sin is like embarrassment um, embarrassment because look at were we saying this last time where we we were saying like you can hide your sin Mm -hmm. um oh yes and the lord exposes it you're right and it's usually either in a painful way or an embarrassing way and that hurts or we can say and we can like bring our sins yes. and expose it before the lord and then who hides us God. jesus yes like yes. we're hidden in christ so like You're right hide your sin from christ he exposes you and that's embarrassing mm-hmm. or expose your sin to the lord freely knowing that you can confess to him exactly. knowing that you have a throne of grace that you can come to confidently amen hallelujah yes and then we're hidden in christ and it's like that kind of freedom no one can take away from us not the enemy not our neighbor not the gossiper that yeah. we don't like to share with exactly <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah no i and i wanted to also sorry you no, wanted no, to no, add something ahead, well i wanted to read like what happens when you do confess right mm. Blessed are the forgiven. Blessed are the forgiven. Uh, We go back to Psalm 32. 
And it says in um, 32.5, I acknowledged my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Blessed are the forgiven, aren't they? Honestly. Okay, okay, okay. Before we move on to what the next verse kind of instructs us, right? Like, um, oh, yes, yes. But before we do, Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about like, you know, like when we can't distinguish between the two, like we're, let's just say, you know, let's just imagine a Christian who is struggling with sin or reoccurring sin. And let's just, you know, now they've, you know, they've probably kind of felt shame, kind of felt guilt, but they just prefer not to, you know, share. They don't, that they prefer not to confess. And so Mm -hmm. then they lack all accountability. And then at that point when they lack accountability, in a way, you know, just like you said, they become their own God. There is no sense of like, I need to repent before the Lord. No right or wrong. And so yeah. at that point, I think is what the Bible says in Ephesians. Mm-hmm. I lost the verse, but it's Ephesians 4, Ephesians where it 4. says like, um, where it says like pagans, um, they're like, their understanding is now darkness. Mm-hmm. And then when their understanding is darkness, they're given up to sin. So it's, it's that, it's what you were saying. Like when we can't. We, when we lack accountability, we lack our responsibility to come before the Lord right. humbly in yeah. repentance. And when we lack that, we're kind of, is what the Bible says, is what we like grieve the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so at that point, sinning is like a eh, big deal. Like there is no sense of like, whoa, I've wronged the Lord. No, no, no. no. It's like, oh, it happened again. Big deal. Big whoops. Yeah. And then when that happens, any sin after that is like well big deal big deal and the bible says that when we're given up to sin that's when like all reigns while what all reigns are loose what's it saying i i think you said it right you you know like there's no there's no hold back anymore okay okay yeah like just we just go full throttle and then sin after sin after sin at that point can I add something to, um, yeah, yeah. I was listening to a sermon, mm-hmm. uh, by John Piper where he says, uh, it was titled killing mm-hmm. sin. If anyone wants to go I love and John Piper sermons, honestly, oh, so spiritually filled, he said, uh, if you are not practicing the killing of your own sin in your own life, then there is no compelling reason to believe you are in Christ That's or that you have say. been justified. If we are at home with God, we must be at odds with sin. That's what I was going to say. Like, so, yeah. yeah, if you have no conviction of your sin, uh, yeah, you're not born again. You're not born again. I just didn't have the boldness to say it, but since John Piper said it, I'm going to say it for <laughs> Right? <laughs> no, I mean, the, the word of God says it, but I just feel like I didn't want to condemn people yeah. so quickly. But no, I think we need to be aware yeah. that sin is like some sin is like something grievous to the Lord. And if we're aware of the gravity of sin, then we're aware of our need for a savior exactly right yeah Yeah. there's so many beautiful verses too that speaks into confessing sin and the blessings that come from it yeah um like i think it's first john 1 9 which says if we Mm. confess our sins he is faithful and just to uh remove our sins and like cleanse us from all unrighteousness right like we are justified once, but mm-hmm. we have to come yet again and again because we Every are in this flesh mm-hmm. and our flesh is, is at, um, at you know, odds. at odds with our spirit because yeah. our spirit wants to do what is right. And our flesh is just like, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Before we move on, I know okay. we want to go to that, the other part of like not feeling shameful and then also being accountable for our sins. 
we just have to go back to Genesis. Just, oh, this is a point yes. that I don't want to. You're right. You're right. Tonight. You're right. Okay. All the way back to the beginning. To the beginning. Okay. Yeah. So the Bible says, this is my favorite part because you're I right. love how really we are really born of Adam. <laughs> okay. So the Bible says that um, Adam and Eve will, you know, Eve, whatever, fine. She took the fruit first. Um, she was able to influence her um, her husband. husband. His husband? Yeah. Um, her man so she took the fruit uh convinced adam here to take a bite whatever he takes a bite and then we go to the moment where god is like uh, i know that you guys are hiding and then they come out right and why were you guys hiding and then there's this huge uh party not a confession party but this is a a blaming pointing fingers party you're right you're right where adam says well, well it's the woman that you gave me and i love that um i love adam right because how unaccountable he is he says <laughs> he says like he's just he's oh just so gosh. unaware of yeah. like that he needs to take account for his uh, wrongdoing he says the woman first of all she did it and not only did she do it but she's the woman that you gave me oh. like everyone's at fault except for adam he said, God, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, he said, wow. it's your fault for giving me this woman. because The this woman audacity. Me. Come on. Like, be a man yeah. and take accountability for your sin. And then, you know, and then after that, you know, Eve blames the snake. And then, you know, and then God just, you know, exposes all of them. Mm-hmm. And then he curses all of them. And so I just think, like, we need to learn from Adam. And I know that, you know, we're all sons of Adam. But we need to see that and then, like, learn that, like, you know, Adam not taking account for his sin is partially why God had to curse everyone. Yeah. You know, like yes. he saw that like us men wouldn't wouldn't be able to say like, yes, like our first reaction isn't humble. Yes, Lord, I've like sinned. I've sinned. No, it's yeah. like, well, this person and that person. And then, you know, everyone's yeah. at fault. Except not my for fault. Ourselves. Not my fault. We're terrible. Yeah, and we so are. but then but then, you know, even in that first story, we see God's faithfulness where it's like. Even though Adam and Eve felt shame and guilt because they hid. You only hide when you feel shame and guilt, yeah. right? For your right. for your wrongdoing. They felt shame and guilt and then they also lacked accountability. <laughs> oh no. Oh God. They did both. These are our parents. <laughs> but thanks to God that we're also, you know, sons and daughters of Jesus, right? Of exactly. Jesus' redemption. Yeah. And so we also see God's faithfulness in the story where, you know, he exposes their sin. And even though they tried to hide with fig leaves, uh, God goes ahead and he offers a sacrifice yeah. and he covers them. And now, you know, even though they're cursed, but they're also covered. It went back to like what you said earlier. It says when you uh, hide in your sin, God uh-huh. exposes it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah God, because God has to expose it. And, you know, like, and I'm sure they were so embarrassed. They're like, right. God. And then getting kicked out. Oh, how oh my God. When kicked you're out. able to walk with God in the cool of the oh, day. No. And now you have to work hard and toil and sweat. sweat. And then you have to bear labor. Pains. Man. How embarrassing, huh? How embarrassing. But but you said, you know, that, you know, Jesus, yeah. Jesus, um, by by his sacrifice on the cross, we're able to be made right with God again. Ooh. We are, you know, God's children. Yeah. I just hope that we can, like, be better at, like, confessing our sin before God has to expose yeah. us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just... Like you said, let's have a confession party. Confession party <laughs> at my house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So then there's this other factor, right? Okay. Like, 
we can feel shame we can feel guilt we can lack lack accountability Accountability. but then um when we talk about you know the blessing of being forgiven Mm -hmm. we say that there's this other factor not we but the bible says that there's this other factor that we had to um remember yes and it's like okay to be free from shame and guilt and to be free from the lack of accountability there's just one thing that we can do in confessing yeah. Mm. So you want to read it, or you want me to read it? Yeah, I can read it. Yeah, go ahead. It says, uh, going back to Psalm 32. Mm-hmm. It says, therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely, in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. That's so beautiful. And how freeing it is to be forgiven. To be able to just, you know, serve with that joy that God gives us, that freedom. There's nothing like it, huh? There's nothing like it. Okay, so there's this part where it says, Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you. Okay, so here's what I want to do. Okay. Um, I'm thinking about the person who is struggling with shame and guilt. You're thinking about the person who is lacking accountability accountability. towards God. The Bible says that we should let the people who are godly pray over us. What does that look like for someone who is lacking accountability? And what does that look like for someone who's struggling with shame and guilt? Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I can go first. Okay, go first. So you're telling me to give advice to someone who may be lacking accountability? Well, according to what the Bible says, like, we should have people who are godly pray over us. What does that look like? Yeah, what does that look like? Well, if you're a person who is lacking accountability, you should... you should confess your sins, right? Mm-hmm. And you should also be surrounded with um, godly people mm-hmm. who are uh, mature in the faith, mm-hmm. who you can, um, you know, uh, be accountable to. Like, maybe yeah. this is a person who you're constantly um, seeking advice from mm-hmm. and counsel from. And, of course, reading your word because your word reveals a sin in your heart. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of another one. Yeah, I think I like we talked about like community, community leaders, leaders over you. Yeah. I think you shared that one Jackie Hill Perry comment oh, about you're leaders. Right. I, you're right. good to I think it is, yeah. Um, Jackie Hill Perry mentioned that sometimes, um, we no, how, how was it said? She says that it's important to have leaders who are not afraid to be open and honest with their struggles because it also helps us to, you know not be afraid yeah yeah, to also come forward with our struggles and um yeah to be held accountable and and seek god in prayer and fasting and yeah yeah yeah. that's that's something i i would Mm -hmm. tell someone who's uh lacking accountability and you know like like you said you must be born again Mm -hmm. just making that prayer of confession like I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I acknowledge as Jesus as my savior that mm-hmm. he paid the price for me and now I need to live in accordance with his word and be obedient to his word mm-hmm. and um, of course you're gonna have struggles you know you're gonna have times where you know you just you don't feel right but it's just coming again and again and yeah, again to the, like to the throne of huh? grace yeah, yeah. It's, this yeah. is where there is life there's hope mm-hmm. yeah. there you go yeah, yeah. So there, what, there what would you say to someone uh, who's feeling ex- extreme shame and, and yeah. guilt? Okay, well, um, just thinking about this verse, like, if, you know, 
therefore, you know, after you've struggled with mm-hmm. shame and guilt for having failed the Lord, therefore let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you. Um, okay. So when I think about godly people praying for you for feeling or struggling with the shame and guilt of um, a sin or a reoccurring mm-hmm. sin, I think of like um, the whole like darkness and light, like confess to someone that you trust confess to godly people people who have fruit mm-hmm. like people okay. who show that they are like walking in holiness Amen. and then when they can pray over you there's that i don't know if you've ever have you ever confessed to someone like your sin like even like yes i have yeah yeah isn't it so free yeah isn't i've confessed it, oh. to my my mom before yeah. yeah it's very freeing it's like whoa it, it's it's the, it's the most beautiful it's thing. just not battling yeah. in the dark anymore it's, yeah yeah oh it's just like i can see now it's yeah. really really insane and then something about when they put their hands over you and you just feel like the Lord himself is just putting his hand yeah. over you and like praying over you. That burden and just being... That's a beautiful yeah, thing. And so lift it off. that would be my first thing. Like shame and guilt is a very dangerous thing because you isolate yourself. Um, shame and guilt. Yeah. You're again, not bearing fruit. Yeah, you just, you feel unmotivated. You don't want to serve. Like yeah. all those things are is like, it's how you can become aware that you are in feeling shameful and that you are struggling with guilt. And so one, confessing to someone else who's more mature in the faith, having them pray over you, like having them pray truths over you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also you praying truths over yourself. Exactly. Like that yeah. Micah, that Micah, the, those two verses, it's like speaking to your enemy, to your sin and Amen. saying like, you're not going to rejoice over me. Like I know who the light is and I know who Jesus is. And so praying the word is also what I would say, Amen. like struggle, like, struggle or fight no fight yeah. to like pray the word um over yourself and like believe with all authority i don't know about you but like i when i was younger i didn't really know how to pray with authority okay. but now oh my i get down yeah. like <laughs> i like i understand the whole like you feel angry that the, that that the enemy would want to even that your own heart would want to deceive you and so yeah. you become in this like battle mode yeah. you know I think because there's so much power in the word. It literally says it's alive and active. And if you're not reading the word, you don't know the power. You're not aware. You can be filled up with, right? And yeah, you're not aware. So when the enemy does come and you're you're not filled up with the word, you you have... You get caught up. Yeah. You don't have that that, uh, chapter 6 of Ephesians where it talks about like the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth the sword of the spirit and i think and then tie my shoes yeah and i love that it's a sword of the spirit because what is a sword like it's a weapon like mm-hmm. you know yeah and that's the one you fight and you chop and you, you i know? have this yeah i have this drawing somewhere in one of my books it's like a bride right okay and she has like a like army boots on oh and because like we are supposed to be holy and like this do beautiful brides right but we're also supposed to be like ready for war oh i love that you gotta show me that i should like make into it yeah you should yeah yeah okay do you want to add anything before i end this with this prayer um no i um okay so this is a liturgy for those who have done harm. So let's go back to our liturgical practices. Liturgy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I love this so, stuff. I love this stuff. Right? Isn't yeah. it like a, You've, you've uh, introduced me to this stuff. Yeah. I, I love it's, it. It's, it's awesome. Great. Awesome prayers. Um, 
for sure him. Yeah. I just made me so happy. I just think of all the times like that I've had to open this book and it's just so beautiful that the Lord can use someone else's words, you know, to like to pray over you. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Okay, so this particular prayer has been a prayer. There was a one point in my life where I just failed big time, right? Like I mean we're all constantly failing, right? But yeah. this was like a big whoops. And I remember I was struggling to like one to you know not stay in your shame and guilt in my shame and guilt and then two for also like knowing that i had to take responsibility for my actions and it's a accountability accountability it's a hard thing it's it not is. an easy thing so these are pages that uh, are very um encouraging encouraging very personal to me very personal. okay so um let's let's read our yeah okay so this uh, liturgy says My soul is chastened within me, O God, yet even in this crush of conviction there flickers a spark of hope. For you have told us you discipline those whom you love. I have hidden myself in shadows, seeking to avoid your face, even as did my father Adam and mother Eve in their first guilt. Restorer of all things, redeem the damage I have done. Restore, remake, rekindle, rebuild. Heal, comfort, and repair. Knit together that which I have rent. Use even the consequences of my sin to conform my heart into a more fitting likeness of the heart of Christ. Teach me true contrition and repentance that I would fully face the consequences of my actions and choices. Asking forgiveness where necessary, making restitution where possible, and caring more for the hurts of those I have harmed than for the hope of my own relief from the burdens of guilt. I know that my tendency is to hide my ill desires and temptations, allowing them to give birth to sinful action. Therefore, bless me with the fellowship of a true community bonded by holy love that walks together in transparency, conviction, and generosity of spirit, wherein I might daily avail myself of such means of grace that I would live more accountable and less likely to harm again. Forgive me, O Lord, lest I despair. Restore me, lest I be forever lost. For your pardon alone is sufficient to my peace and your death to my resurrection. Embrace me again to life and to right standing with you, O oh God, into the fellowship of love and compassion that is your church. Amen. I am always, every moment, in need of you. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We just launched our official Instagram page. Find us at After Church Hours. We'd like this platform to be a space where you can stay up to date when we release a new episode, ask questions, or if you would just like to chat. Till next time. God bless.